Welcome to Club Happy Earth, the podcast. I'm Skylar, the human behind Happy Earth Habits, and this is a podcast branch off of our community group, Club Happy Earth. Club Happy Earth is a community full of earth lovers ready to make big change on this planet. It's a place to build friendships, have heartfelt convos, and inspire each other. Now we're taking some of the conversations we have in the group to this podcast so you can listen to them on the go in your busy life. Everything from our monthly vibe workshops to interviews with eco-friendly experts and more. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the club. Hello. Hello. We are doing the ultimate eco-friendly Thanksgiving guide uh, workshop today. So even if, if you're popping in, welcome. If you're listening to the replay, hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in, joining us live. I'm so excited. I have a Google Doc with like literally it's three pages of all the things, of all the tips. So we're going to run through them today and take this for your ultimate Thanksgiving eco-friendly tips and tricks, how to have the most eco Thanksgiving. And then also put this in your back pocket for just like any events or parties or anything that you're hosting. Because as we know, the like holiday season and just the end of the year, it's always there's a lot of hosting. There's a lot of parties. There's a lot of happening. So anytime that we can pull some eco-friendly things into the spin, it's always a great time. So take these and pull them into any event that you're hosting throughout the year, anything that you're celebrating, because you can always make it more eco-friendly. So to start us off, um, I was doing some research and they say in the United States every year, about 200 million pounds of food gets wasted every year. And what's up with your waste? What's a big deal about food waste? Well, food waste actually tends to have a pretty big carbon footprint. So food food in general has pretty big carbon footprint, but then when it goes to the waste and it's not actually being like eaten, then it has even more of a bigger impact because all of that resources, energy that went into producing that food is just kind of wasted and ends up in the landfill. So with the food waste, um, 200 million pounds, what does that look like? They said that, that with the food that was wasted, that the water footprint of that would be enough to supply New York City, the entire New York City area for with water for 100 days. Um, so Thanksgiving week, that's how much gets th- just wasted. And the carbon footprint of it, so the impact, the carbon footprint of that 200 million pounds of food that get wasted every year during Thanksgiving week in the United States would be enough for 800,000 cars to drive from LA to Florida. So if you think about that, wild, 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 wild. So anything that we can do to help cut down on our impact during Thanksgiving week is going to make a difference. It's also, I think, Um, something that gets overlooked with Thanksgiving is like you're around your family, you're around so many different people during Thanksgiving. And this is a great time to just educate people and show them how easy, accessible, and just like expand their awareness for being more sustainable and eco-friendly. So I think a lot of times that when you're, whenever you're around people, you can set a good example by bringing in some easy eco-friendly swaps and things that they can do. Um, and you can, you can do it by example, lead by example. So I think this is always a great time to show that for people. Um, I have broken this up into planning, shopping, cooking, hosting, cleanup, and give back. Um, and so we're going to go through all of these 
it's not a super, we don't have a super long workshop today, but again, if you guys have any questions or anything, pop them in the chat as we go. If you're listening to the replay on the podcast, also um, you can DM us. I think I'm going to post some of this stuff on TikTok and online in like a on my story probably. So you'll be able to see all there too. And you can save it and pull in. So for planning, one is always just like talk to your family, talk to the people who are bringing meal items ahead of time. That way there isn't eight pumpkin pies. Like I think that's something that we see a lot is like, oh, I'm there's not communication between everybody. So the people who want to bring stuff, they just bring a pumpkin pie or they bring something and there ends up being eight of them. So, um, for our family, we always kind of assign jobs. Somebody's in charge of the drinks. Somebody's in charge of appetizers. Like, you know, these two people are bringing appetizers. We've got the meal. These people are on charge of dessert and these people are on drinks. So things like that, make sure that it's clear. There's clear communication. If you, um, like when you're doing your invites or you're inviting people, just having that conversation, Hey, will you bring this? Will you bring this and giving people specific things to bring, whether it's dessert, whether it's appetizers, whatever it is. Um, that way you can avoid bringing too much. You don't want to have too much food. The other thing is if you are somebody who hosts Thanksgiving year after year, just kind of taking inventory and note of what people liked, what people didn't like, what got eaten, uh, what there were tons and tons of leftovers for, how much food you've been making, what works so you can make the correct amount of food with the correct amount of leftovers because Thanksgiving leftovers are always the best, but making sure that you don't have a ton of food wasted ending up in the trash. So Another thing is just getting those recipes in order, planning um, to make things from scratch when possible. It's interesting because 83% of greenhouse admissions from food come from the production part of the food. So if we can make things from scratch, we can lower our impact on it as well, which is awesome. So anything that you can do prep before, make it from scratch is a great thing. Um, It will cut down on those greenhouse gas emissions. Then also taking stock of what you already have. Seeing what you have, what you need to get more of. There's nothing like thinking you have, thinking you're out of baking powder and you buy like you, you already have baking powder and you have baking powder the first, the the time that you bought that one before. And then you have three baking powders in your, in your baking cabinet. Um, so just taking inventory, making a list when you go to the grocery plan ahead on your resources, or I'm sorry, like be resourceful with your recipes and the things that you're making and see if there's anything overlapping. So like sometimes if something calls for veggie stock and it only needs like two cups of veggie stock, find another recipe for um, maybe your green beans that need that veggie stock as well. So I think that's a great thing to do is to just be be resourceful. That way that veggie stock isn't going to waste or things like that. Um, Same with like pumpkin puree. If you're making pumpkin bars, you only need a half, half a can of pumpkin puree. Well, what can you do with the other half? So just getting resourceful with those. So you don't have tons of waste, making sure you're making food that people eat. I think just making sure that, you know, nobody eats whatever jello, the jello things, or if there's something that people don't eat, then you don't need to make it planning ahead for, um, what dishes and things will be going into, That way you have all the serving things. You can avoid that single use, like the foil pans and all that kind of stuff, or you can thrift them and get reusable ones, which is a great, great option. Um, Now we're going to go into the shopping part. So shopping, planning, getting everything that you need for 
the actual like ingredients and making a list is going to be your best friend. Go off that list. Anything that you can buy local or organic is going to be, have a lower impact, which is going to be awesome. So hit up the farmer's markets, hit up all of those places, um, for your ingredients. If you can buy in bulk, that's amazing. If you can buy like plastic free, if you can buy fresh produce, not the processed stuff, we've already talked about that. So anything, the processing aspect of the food is, has a way bigger environmental impact. So if you can buy it fresh, that's amazing. And then bring your own bags, bring your own produce bags. That way you can avoid that single use plastic at the store. Okay. When we go into the cooking side of it, I think I already talked about this a little bit, but skip the disposable pans. Like see if you can hit up the thrift stores, hit up your grandma's, um, see if anybody has some that you can borrow. That way you don't have the disposable ones, those plastic pans that you can just toss in the trash. They create waste, obviously. So we want to try to avoid that. I think another one is having compost set up and being able to compost your scraps when you're cooking, um, even saving the, the veggie scraps and using them for veggie stock. Thanksgiving is the best time for those, those fall vegetables make the best uh, veggie stock. So saving those scraps and using them for your making veggie stock, you can make vegan dishes. So this is a great time to get people to try new things. See, oh, this is vegan. This is so good. Maybe I'll start eating more plant-based. Um, anything like that, I think gets people involved. You're expanding their options. Like when we did our Thanksgiving, we had so many people love, love, love our, like the veggies that we made. And they always are a big fan of all the veggies. And when we started doing that, we're like, yes, get more veggies, more veggies, less meat. Um, and they always like come craving the veggies. Then also I think repealing, uh, rethinking like your veggie scraps. Do you need to peel them? Do you need to peel different things? Sometimes the skins are edible on like the potatoes or the carrots. Like they're, they get the nice crusted part. So you might not always need to have a bunch of veggie scraps to begin with. Then we're going to go into hosting. The hosting time. One, this is like the most important thing if you're getting anything from this is set up clear and labeled areas for people's waste. There's nothing worse than walking around a party with a can that you know you can recycle, but you can't find a recycling bin and you have to put it in the trash. We don't want that. So have your stuff available and open so that people know where recycling is. It's ready. It's available. Same with, um, compost if you do composting and then your trash make sure you're using washable dis dishes and utensils it's a little bit more work on the back of it at after on cleanup but that way you're not having plastic utensils paper plates all that stuff that's getting thrown away I think that's a great time to also hit up thrift stores if you're like oh I need more utensils or anything like that and you can always reuse and reuse them. Ask people to bring their own. Um, I think what we also do is we always have cloth napkins or reusable paper towels versus the just ones that can get thrown away. And then go natural with the decor. Use items from nature and bring them in. Pine cones, um, pine leaves, like all different kinds of things. You can get really creative without having to have a bunch of plastic decor. Also reusing and hit up the thrift stores, finding secondhand decor to decorate as well. Um, and then clean up, clean up. This is where you can 
utilize all of your eco-friendly swaps for cleaning. This is also a great time to like showcase that for other people. So this spread the word, show them how you made your own cleaners for the table and you use these eco-friendly dish scrubbers that can get composted. Like it's a great, great time to show people all of your eco-friendly swaps for cleaning. You can teach people how to do it, have them pitch in and help. We always tell our guests to bring their own containers for leftovers so that they don't have to use disposable ones or disposable anything like that. Um, also eat your leftovers. That should go without saying, but eat your leftovers and then also freeze leftovers that you won't have time to eat. So if you know something's going to go bad, put it in the freezer. If you're like, I'm so sick of sweet potatoes. I can't eat anymore. Freezer them because I bet in a month that's going to sound delicious. And then the last thing, just to kind of sum everything up is the give back side. So Thanksgiving is all about being thankful and giving back and, you know, sharing the love. So giving back to your community, what can that look like? Um, donate extra food, um, unused food to food shelter. You can volunteer at a food bank or give back. You can also offset your carbon footprint for Thanksgiving and put that in your, um, like donate, you could plant trees, you could donate to grassroots organizations, um, donate to local farmers, farmers, um, markets, and just kind of maybe a, a local composting program. You can donate to that. And then also, I think just the most important thing is get outside, give thanks to the planet, like be so grateful for the planet that we already have. And she's amazing and beautiful. And just put your feet on the ground. Make sure you take a minute to get outside during this week, this holiday week. It's always crazy. There's always so much going on, but making sure that you have that time for you and mom earth to connect is also super, super important. Just kind of give some gratitude, give some thanks to the planet as well. So that is all. Let me know if you guys have any questions. Um, I'm so, so excited. Thanksgiving is mm, my favorite holiday. So I can't wait. It's one of my favorite times of the year. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Let me know if you have any questions or anything else. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Club Happy Earth, the podcast. If you want more people-to-people connection, make sure to join Club Happy Earth, our free community group on the Geneva app. You can use the link in the show notes to get started. And if you're already a club member, make sure to let us know your favorite part of the episode. For more low-waste and eco-friendly content, check out Happy Earth Habits on Instagram and TikTok. And if you know a friend who would love this convo, make sure to send it to them. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.